Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2018. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Wichita City Manager Robert Layton. Welcome to Issues 2018. Steve, great to be here. Thank you. As always, nice to have you with us. I want to start, if I can, with a little background. Uh, Could you just describe the city manager's job and how you work with city council and all the departments? Sure, sure. Uh, Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, Very few people ever ask me that. Um, The uh, former government that we have uh, actually was adopted in 1917. We were one of the first cities in the country to adopt the council manager form of government. And it came out of what was called the reform movement at the time because there was a lot of corruption in city hall. And um, uh, and I don't mean Wichita City Hall necessarily, but across the country. And um, it was to run government more like a business. And so if you think about the mayor and city council serving as the board of directors, my job is to be the CEO and to run the uh, uh, activities of the city, the uh, general operations on a day-to-day basis. And what, when was that? 1917. I think it was, a, uh, my history tells me it was about the time when civil service was trying to be overhauled across the country. That's exactly right. It happened at the federal level as well. Yeah. Yep. How many departments and city employees are under your authority? Well, we have uh, 3,100 employees. We have an uh, operating budget that's uh, close to $600 million. So it's a, we're a big business. So how many departments is that? Uh, we have uh, 15 departments. Oh, huh. Let's talk about that budget. How much, how much will the city spend this year? Well, we'll spend uh, close to 600000 or $600 million, excuse me. Okay. And that includes our utilities. How does that compare to years past? You've been keeping about the same, going up? Uh, some growth. Um, it's primarily uh, on the utility side, and it's uh, on uh, the maintenance of our infrastructure. It's uh, not in terms of uh, trying to respond to extensions of service necessarily, but uh, I think we've, we've talked before. We, uh, we've had a, a significant uh, deferral of expenses in our uh, utilities and actually for all of our infrastructures, infrastructure over the last uh you know, maybe 30, 40 years. And this council is committed to trying to make uh, make up some ground and to improve our streets, improve our water and sewer systems. And so that's why we've seen some growth in our expenses. I may uh, ask you a little more about that here in a minute, but uh, as you plan for the coming year overall, and I know you're always in the budget process, right? Unfortunately, it sure it seems keeps going yeah, all the yeah. time. Uh, as you plan for the coming year, you see spending increase? Uh No. Um, what we're actually looking at are ways to trim our budget. Um, we, our theme for this year is that, um, unfortunately that we are trying to provide 21st century services on a 20th century revenue stream. And when I, when I say that we've got three major funding sources that, um, were relevant even five years ago that are really struggling now. One is the sales tax. And as we continue to see sales, uh, move to the internet and away from brick and mortar stores, uh, we're losing revenue from our uh, portion of the sales tax, um, and that's about cost, that's costing us about two million dollars a year. We've also received uh, revenue from franchise fees on cable television and also on uh, landlines, t- uh, telephone uh, hard lines, 
And as you know, both of those are moving in, in different directions. And so we're seeing significant revenues um, start, uh, revenue sources um, start to really hurt, and that's putting pressure on us, as yeah. well as we're trying to keep our property taxes. Yeah, I was going to say property taxes is a source too, is it not? It is. And, you know, it's, it's a non-starter in terms of any increase in our property tax rate. The council has been consistent in that for over 20 years. And so we have to live within any growth in the property tax. So will the city have enough revenue to cover all the expenses? You well, what we're really focusing on is the expenditure side. Um, you know, there's a lot of debate uh, at the state house uh, you know, uh, in terms of what they should have been doing on expenditures. And our council's always taken um, uh, pride in the fact that they've tried to limit our expenditures and the growth in our expenditures. And it's hard. I mean, we have a lot of demands. Uh, we've tried to protect public safety during the recession. Now with these changes in our revenues, uh, continue to try to do that. At the same time, there's more and more clamor for uh, quality of life improvements. And it's it's a hard job to balance it. And uh, council has been really wrestling with that for the last several years. How has the local economy then impacted tax revenue? You mentioned a couple of ways, but overall, uh, what's the impact been on the, of the local economy? Well, we've had a really slow growth in our property tax. Um, as we get new businesses coming online, that, that will help us some. Uh, but as I said, um, we're, you know, we're seeing uh, a reduction in our revenue from sales tax, and that's not because people are purchasing less. They're just purchasing less from businesses here at home, and they're doing a lot more on the Internet. And as you know, this you know, past year, there were more Internet sales uh, over the holiday season uh, nationwide than there were out of uh, uh, hard uh, market stores. Well, what's going to happen? Will that finally bottom out someplace? Supreme Court right now is looking at – uh, whether or not we have the right to collect sales tax for internet sales. And and that case is going to be crucial for us. And uh, we understand that they should have a decision sometime this summer. And, you know, that's a landmark decision. Yeah, because be. you, you imagine the impact on the way we do things in America. Oh, yeah. so why don't I just go back to the store now? Right. There's right. no, nothing to be gained by right. or yeah, it's convenience. And for our local retailers. That, that local retailers. Important. I don't know that you'll ever move people away from their current spending uh, habits in terms of the use of the Internet. It is convenient, but it does put uh, the local businesses at a disadvantage because the cost of their goods are higher just because of the sales tax. Sure. Well, citizens have been voicing uh, their displeasure in city council meetings about recent police shootings and policy. In fact, you get about, what, four speakers, four or five speakers a week, it seems like. What are the steps the city goes through on an officer-involved shooting? What are the basics that you do? That's a great question, uh, Steve. We've um, and this this case um, is uh, is a good one to talk about in terms of the process that we step through. Are we talking about the swatting case? Uh, Yes, we are. Okay. Yes. Where the gentleman was, uh, was somebody called it swatting, then the police officer killed him. Okay. Right. Right. And the um, first thing we have to do is we have to uh, let the district attorney review the case and determine whether or not charges uh, are appropriate. And during that period of time, we can gather some data, but there's nothing we can do actively until that decision's been made by the district attorney. Now that the district attorney's decided not to prosecute, um, and now it's up to our professional standards unit to go ahead and review all of the evidence, uh, review uh, all of the testimony from witnesses, and make a determination whether or not uh, the uh, shooting was appropriate, were our policies uh, followed. Those will be then presented to the chief and uh, his administrative team. They'll look not just at the specific incident. They'll also look at our current policies and procedures and whether or not there were things learned from this episode that uh, warrant changes in our policies. 
And then the added step that um, is, uh, is new is that we will also present this to the Citizen Review Board. And that board um, will uh, be privy to all the information that professional standards receives and that the chief looks at. And then they'll be prepared to make recommendations on changes in policies and procedures. But they can just make, they can't, they don't have the power to say, we need to change this. They can just recommend. They can recommend, but we set it up so it's very visible. And so anything that they recommend has to be deliberated in a, a public meeting. And uh, whoever wants to attend uh, can do that. And the media, of course, can report on it as well. Um, they may have some briefings that would be in closed session, but they have to come out and deliberate in uh, the public. They, and I get, we can empathize with anyone who's lost a loved, loved one. But uh, this, are people just venting now? Or are they just sharing their grief? Uh, I mean, you got to sit down there and listen to basically the same thing every time, right? Don't you? I well, mean, right. And I can't speak to individuals' motivations for right, speaking. Right. I think there are some who uh, want reforms. I think they, most of them, have embraced what Chief Ramsey has been trying to do uh, in terms of a transparent uh, review process. They embrace the creation of the Citizen Review Board. Um, obviously, uh, Mrs. Finch is um, is going through, you know, a, t- a difficult time and. My heart goes out to her and the family uh, as a result of um, this incident. Um, So, again, I I don't know why everyone's there, but I do think it's a constant voice for uh, review and possible review. Oh, obviously, well, obviously, but you suspect that some of these people are down there because they don't like police officers. Yeah. yeah, Or city or big government or anything. I think most of them have been very respectful towards the police department and recognize the tough job of officers. and. I think what they want is that they just want to make sure that we're doing a thorough review of uh, our policies and that we stay current, mm-hmm. and that's important. Uh, tell us, let's talk a little bit about the uh, more about the uh, Citizen Review Board and, and how that came about and how it works. Sure. You already got seven people on there? Uh, you know, Steve, I think that's right. I mean, I, 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 yeah, you know, I, yeah, I helped gonna, appoint them. be but, reviewing uh, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'll be the next thing they do. Um, but they're citizens and they applied online? Uh, they did. Yeah. They did apply. And we tried to get a, a balanced representation uh, from council districts around the city, uh, different walks of life, um, representing different uh, populations in the community. We wanted to make sure that all voices were heard. And this is a great group of people. They are very, very serious about the, the work they're doing right now. They're, they're reviewing uh, policies from around the country regarding uh, releasing the names of officers um, that are involved in a use of force incident. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of recommendations. So they how make. often do they meet then? Um, they meet at least quarterly, and I think they're meeting a little more frequently now. Okay. Well, what's the pay on that? Uh, that's the uh, same that you get, and that's zero. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> your chance to help in, in your community. Right. There, right. That's right. These are dedicated volunteers who are giving up some work time in order to help. All right. Well, let's switch gears a little bit, talk about the new downtown library. Is it open now? Not yet? Not yet. It'll be open in June. Must be a lot of books, huh? Uh, there are a lot of books, but you know what? What I like to emphasize is there's a lot of technology. The day that we open, there'll be 100 computers for our residents to use. I just took a tour of the facility last week. Steve, it's, it will, I've said this all along, it will be a game changer. It will make a difference in the way that people learn in this community, not just children, but adults as well. And it's going to provide resources for small business uh, owners. Uh, for a lot of collaborative spaces for people that want to work together, um, whether it's on a school project or on something else that's important to them. We have innovation space, and we're partnering with uh, Wichita State University on programming and bringing equipment into that space. 
Uh, it's got a coffee shop. It's got. Uh, well, you're a pretty excited about this thing. No, not really, not at all. What did um, this cost, by the way? Uh, it's cost uh, about thirty-seven million dollars, if I remember correctly. Was all of that city money, or was no? It- um, about thirty million of it is city money, and the rest was raised private. There was some private money as yes, well. Yes. Yes. All right. Have they uh, have they retained the Dewey Decimal System? Uh, they have not. I'm so sorry to tell you that. So. <laughs> Um, well, what about know, those of us who know all about that and we won't be able to find the books? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> you're a dinosaur in that you're reading books, but um, I, I true. Excuse, yeah, but, but true, you know, it's interesting because they talked about the weakness of the Dewey Decimal System and the old way of categorizing. Yeah. Um, they said if you wanted a book on gardening, there were three different places you would go in the old library to try to find gardening books. Okay. Now we're grouped by subject matter. And so all of that will be together. And it's much more like going to a bookstore. Okay. Well, I get confused in there, too. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Sarah Bagby will help you, you know, I think that. you understand that I yeah. get confused everywhere I go. <laughs> yes. You're listening to Issues 2018 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Wichita City Manager Robert Layton. As uh, plans for the River Corridor progress, what should citizens know about what's going on down there? Well, Obviously, the appearance of the riverbank is changing a lot. It really is. The River Vista apartments are starting are opening now. Uh, at least a portion of that project is complete. You've got the library that's right next to it. Um, there is a project uh, from a developer in Kansas City called EPC, and they're, they're, they'll be developing later this year apartments as well as a hotel and a restaurant. Um, and then as you move farther south, uh, you know we've had discussions about uh, what to do with Lawrence Dumont and Hopefully, you'll have some changes. And then uh, when you flip to the other side of the river, a lot of discussion about what we're going to do on cultural arts and the convention center. So, so talk, a little, talk you know. a little bit about that uh, possible new downtown baseball stadium. It's, is it all contingent on in finding an affiliated uh, uh, team that will come in here or a major league affiliated team? Well, you know, I, I, it's it's the, the business decision is how wh- – originally, we looked. Is there a way to, to modernize Lawrence Dumont? I mean – I'm not one of those people who says, you know, the best thing is new. Um, yeah. And so we looked at uh, and did an extensive amount of research on um, successful baseball franchises uh, at the lower levels, right, a below minor league, whether it's affiliated or independent. And what is it? what do you need to get people in seats today? And what we found is you need uh, a lot of amenities and a lot of attractions. And when we looked at Lawrence Dumont, it just didn't lend itself to making the kind of improvements necessary. We have... Uh, some structural issues that are serious enough that we'd have to invest very significantly in order to shore up the stadium over a period of time, over the next five years. And, and that's just to be able then to, to add some of the amenities that are necessary. And then you've got the cost of those. Um, we find a lot of family areas in the new stadiums. We find party and gathering areas. I, I would gear, I, I probably would estimate that about over 50% of the people that attend a game in one of those stadiums today, a modern stadium, may be seeing any at the most of a game. They're there for the social aspect of it. Really? Yep. And, uh, uh, it's, and it's just a fun night out, and the idea is to keep it inexpensive for families, and um, that's, that's what we're aiming for. Now, um, the Wingnuts announced that this will be the last year for Lawrence Dumont, and uh, in terms of how we go forward, uh, it'll depend on uh, whether or not there's another team that, to come in behind the Wingnuts. But um, right now, it's everything's focused on the Wingnuts last season, celebrating you, you know what they've done to keep baseball alive and thr- actually to thrive at the independent level uh, for the last 10 years. The Wichita River Festival is coming up next month. How does the city work with the Festival Zinc people? 
Well, we work pretty closely. They deserve all the credit for organizing. We just make sure that we help them behind the scenes. We provide the police security, uh, which is always important. Um, we provide many of the facilities. C2 is used. And uh, then you'll, you'll see a lot of our staff helping with the volunteers zipping around uh, in, in the uh, program area. You uh, recently, volunteers worked to clean up the trash along the Arkansas River. Uh, I actually uh, uh, took part in that a couple of years ago. Interesting. What does the city do on a daily basis to keep the streets and public areas clean like that? Are you out there every day picking up cigarette butts? or how? Yeah. <laughs> That's about all I'm allowed to do anymore. <laughs> um, no, the, um, we, do, we do some cleanup. Um, it stretches our staff pretty thin. And so uh, on major highways, as you know, we use volunteers. Uh, the river cleanup, it was sponsored by Cargill. And, you know, they are phenomenal in terms of what they give back to the community, especially for something like that. And our parks and recreation staff uh, works with um, the uh, contract uh, uh, maintenance um, or mower, mowing companies, um, lawn care companies that uh, uh, maintain our parks. What are the plans for Nafsker Park in downtown Wichita? Well, again, that's a project I'm pretty excited about. We'll be closing Nafsker here in the next week or so so that we can start the renovation work. And uh, we're going to turn that into a modern downtown urban park, one that it can be programmed significantly um, and can be utilized by um, everyone that lives in, and works downtown. Okay. Excuse me. The idea is to be inclusive. There was a lot of concern about um, this being some kind of covert effort to move the homeless out of the park and out of the downtown. And we specifically, we heard that from a lot of people during the planning process. And our designer was very careful to make sure that we have created spaces, spaces that are uh, welcoming to everyone. Tell us about uh, ongoing work on the city's infrastructure, streets and pipes. You talked about that earlier. That's yeah. a big, big deal. It huh? really is. And yeah. the council has put additional money into street maintenance almost every year since I've been here. We, when I got here, we were putting $4 million in uh, funds for contractual repairs of our uh, st- streets. We'll be up to $10 million in a year, and uh, we cap out, I think, at $12 million. And then on top of that, to show their commitment to the street problem, the council, when we sold the um, Hyatt Hotel, they took uh, $10 million of the proceeds from the sale and committed that for residential streets throughout the city. So it's, we're, we're working on it. it it's, uh, I, as I said, we're suffering from deferred maintenance. I ask for patience from our residents because I know sometimes we'll be making repairs and folks say, I don't think you did. Actually, it feels like it's worse than it was before. What we're trying to do is stabilize the basic infrastructure. So you're going to see a lot of patches, a lot of cracks that are being repaired. And then eventually we'll come back and do the resurfacing. And, and uh, I know that process sometimes seems a little slow and deliberate, but people will have a much better product when it's done. Well, Wichita has a new fire chief, Tammy Snow, the first female fire chief we had. How is how is she doing? Tammy's doing really well. Um, we are so fortunate. She's, um, she's a good manager. She is an inclusive manager and wants to involve the rank and file as she makes big decisions for the future of the department. One of the things that I find really refreshing is that she spent a lot of time looking at the nature of our calls. And as you know, most of our calls are for EMS. And not, we don't do as many uh, fire calls um, as we used to as a department. So the question is, how can we best serve our residents for EMS service? And she's going to be bringing some recommendations forward for the council's consideration where we're going to change the, mi- the mix of our employees. So we'll have more emphasis on EMS-trained uh, responders, and we'll have quick response vehicles that will allow us to get to scenes quicker. 
and then we'll save the big equipment for fires and then the, the real big emergencies. Is the city experiencing a shortage of qualified workers to fill jobs like many other agencies and companies? They're all complaining. Right. I, <laughs> I'm not sure that, our, that we're having as, as much difficulty as uh, some of our aviation companies, for instance, that are looking for skilled labor. Um, we've been able to fill most of our positions. Now, on, on police, uh, we've had to be more aggressive, and our police chief, uh, Gordon Ramsey, has done a nice job of being more creative. Uh, fire department has been doing the same thing to make sure that we have a, a good um, uh, pool to draw from and that we have a, a diversity in that pool as well. You think uh, Wichita has fully recovered from the Great Recession of 2008? Well, Jeremy Hill at WSU would probably disagree with me. He, he's kind of our economic guru. Um, I think we have. The, I think there's a lot more uh, optimism in the community. I, I think our unemployment rate is uh, fairly low. Um, ha- are we producing uh, general uh, aviation aircraft like we used to? No. Um, that, so that is probably still an indicator that the, there's, there's some slowness in the economy. But overall, I, we're, we're hearing from companies that say we could grow even faster if we could get more skilled workers. So that tells me that, um, that we're being successful. Yeah, back to the skilled workers thing. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and, and we have changed as an economy, haven't we? Yeah, we have, but not as strong as much as we need to. And I, I don't know that I've ever come on your show and not talked about the need to, to diversify, but we need to do that. Um, we, we had what was called the Bregg Initiative, initiative a Blueprint for Regional Economic Growth. And the whole idea was to build on different clusters. We have to, we can't turn our back on aviation and advanced manufacturing, but we need to expand uh, and uh, bolster our health services, um, what we do in transportation. There's a number of services uh, where I think we can strengthen what we do and we need to help businesses grow. You talked about uh, uh, online shopping and so forth yep. and computers, but how have computers impacted what you do day to day in the city and, and how you do things? Well, that, uh, uh, I another good question. I, we couldn't do what we do today with the workforce that we have if we weren't uh, utilizing technology. And you know, almost every employee we have has a computer on their desktop um, or they have access to a computer. We have new technology that we use in the field. A uh, good example, and this moves away from computers, but just the, the whole idea of technology. We have a truck now that is, can be a one-person truck to repair potholes. And uh, phenomenal technology. <laughs> and actually, the potholes last longer and look better than, they, than the old method. And uh, so I'm, I'm pretty proud of the way our people are innovating and trying to stretch our dollars. So do you reboot your computer about three times a day? Or? Uh, no. Um, you have somebody do that for you. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I, I'm just careful what I allow on my computer, Steve. <laughs> there you go. you got to be careful. So, I'm, I'm sorry. Hang on a minute. I lost you. Go ahead. Okay. I said I won't even ask what you're watching on your computer. Oh, no. You causes wanna... you to do that. No, no, no. So, so now how long have you been city manager for Wichita? Or uh, nine years. Nine years. And uh, what's your favorite thing about being manager? Um, the, the, the big answer is people. And it's the people that I work with in the organization. We have some great folks. And I love coming in every day and spending time watching the work they do. Sometimes I think they're underappreciated. I th- we've got, a, I think, a really strong business. And I, I think we're getting to the point where if we were a private uh, operation that we could make money in the, in the market. And uh, at the same time, I just love the people of this community, and I've said that ever since I got here. They, this is one of the, the warmest communities uh, that I've ever lived in, and 
Um, I love going out and talking to neighborhood organizations and, and just really bumping into people on the street. They're so kind and uh, uh, they'll let me know when they, we have concern, when they have concerns about what we're doing, but it's in a respectful way, never in a mean-spirited way. I, th- this is just, the people here are just phenomenal. I was going to ask you what your favorite things are about the city. It seems like you've already answered that question. In fact, you've answered most of the questions before I even got a chance to ask them. So, <laughs> Sorry, I Steve. I, yeah. <laughs> well, don't give me the list next yeah. time. Okay. No, no. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us. It's always uh, informative to have you with us, and we appreciate your time this morning. Our guest, Wichita City Manager, Robert Layton. That's all for this edition of Issues 2018. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.